Hello, welcome to episode 7 of the Schmeed and Stu podcast. I'm Schmeed. And I'm Stu, and I believe you have a question for me. As always, I have a wonderful question to post to you today. I would like to ask, what is your favourite board game? Oh, so Christmas, which we've just had, like the festive period, is the time when you like play board games, isn't it? Yeah, that's why I brought it up, because well, I've played some board games more, lately. More often. On um, Christmas Day, yeah. one of the presents I got was a classic Trivial Pursuit, and that was quite good. Oh. Um, uh, like the full version. So um, we played that, but the questions are really hard, but it's so entertaining because they're so hard. Shall I give you an example? <laughs> yeah, go for it. So there was one question. It was a multiple choice one, but it's still really hard. It says, um, a termite queen lives for how long? Five hours, five weeks, or five decades? See, it's one of those which is either going to live for a long time or not a long time at all. I'm going to say, what was the last option? That's what I'm going to say. Five decades. That's right. It lives for 50 years. Yes, winner. And you'd get a cheese wedge. Yeah, but anyway, I do like Trivial Pursuit. I also like Monopoly, which is good. Uh, Hold on. What cheese? Now, you know you get the Trivial Pursuit, the wheel, and you get to put the cheeses in. Yes, I know that. But what cheese do I get to eat as well? Because I want a cheese wedge with my cheese wedge, if you know what I mean. Oh, you can get one out of your fridge. Yes, what kind of cheese? Am I having cheddar? Am I having... Wensleydale. Wensleydale. Okay. All right. You're <laughs> yeah, talking about Monopoly, though. Yeah, Monopoly is quite good because there's there's so many different versions. Yes. Depends. Some people... There's the credit card version, which is quite good. Mm-hmm. There's the classic. There's all the branded ones. There's Cheetah's Edition now, which is actually looks quite interesting. I haven't played it. Oh gosh, <laughs> that does look interesting. There's um, there's tons of board games. I do love Frustration. Have you ever played Frustration? I don't think I ever have. It's I don't know why. Like, I feel like we've got it, but I don't think I don't recall. It's like Angry it. Ludo. Oh okay. Like um, you have to roll the dice and you have to get round the board. It's basically Ludo, but you can get there's a genie involved. If you get the genie, then you uh, have more chance of knocking other players out. <laughs> so you basically screw screw other players over. Yeah, and then there's um, uh, what else? There's Twister, which you should only play with like some people because some people might not like it. You gotta play with the right people. You gotta be comfortable with the people you're playing with. Yeah, because if you start playing with I don't know um, Herman off the street, then uh-huh. that's not the neighbour Herman. Do you wanna come play Twister? <laughs> might might get a little bit close. It might be a COVID issue, but yeah. Yeah. And um, I also really like the board games of, like, game shows. Yes, there yeah. are some good ones. I had, um, what was it? I had a Deal or No Deal one. So yes. uh, that was, rather than having a player for every single box, because then you'd need so many players just to play, yeah. uh, you had the boxes with the numbers on it, and you'd just go through with each number as you would. It's basically just normal... Um, Deal or no deal, because technically you don't really need the players there. All they do is just open the box yeah. and convince you to open their box or not open their box. Um, yeah. But yeah, a good game. I also had the million pound drop. It was less of a board game and more one of those games where you just have a bunch of cards with different things on them. So yeah. 
you had uh, four drop zones. It was just labelled one, yeah. two, three, four. That's Davina McCall, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, the yeah. million pound drop was good, and now it's not any good anymore because it's not. I don't think it's called the million pound drop. No, anymore. it's the hundred like, k drop now. Yeah, it's it's awful. Um, but you'd also have. Um, I don't think you'd have like tiny stacks of cash. I feel like you just had coins or like another like small card to represent the money, which is a bit annoying. Um, but you'd have yeah. the four drop zones, and you'd have a bunch of question cards, and you'd have cash that would be. Was it like? 5k or 10k yeah. each and then it adds up to a million for you to start with and then you'd separate for what you thought you thought the answers were and you've always got to leave yeah. at least one drop zone empty um yeah yeah i thought that was a very good uh game show i'm sad it was yeah. kind of depleted a bit um, another another board game i got for christmas was uh the board game of danny dyer's new game show the wall i've seen that that was quite interesting i saw the one which yeah. um it had who did it have on it? It had Craig Revel Hallwood and Stacey Dooley on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like the wall. And Danny Dyer's just like wall. Is it right or is it wrong? I know, but why does he have to say or is it wrong? It's like yeah, if it is right, is <laughs> is it right? If not, it's wrong. Wall, drop him. <laughs> I don't know. He has I, th- that accent, I think though. we He's would be really it. good on the wall. I think you'd be best in isolation doing the yeah, questions probably. and I'd be yeah. good at positioning and judging on mm. the what what questions you get right and wrong are you just saying that because then you can get to talk to Danny Dyer for a long time whilst I'm alone <laughs> no I, th- I genuinely think you'd do really well <laughs> um, I bring up board games though because I did play a board game at Christmas and it was Monopoly um, Ooh, but we the, played the argument game yeah the argument game well I'll get on to the reasons why there are arguments and what I actually changed. Um, we played the Chelmsford edition, so oh. that one's got some different stops on it. So you've got like the Meadows Retail Market, you've got Chelmsford Cathedral, you've got Chelmsford College, you've got yep. St. Seds School, you've got Newhall School, you've got Riverside Ice and Leisure, there's loads of stops like that. You can also yeah. buy a bunch of different rivers, so you can get the River Can and the River Chelmer. And you can also buy the bus stop and the railway viaduct. They're just a few stops that you can buy on that board. Um, yeah. No fancy pieces though, so there's no Chelmsford inspired game pieces. So I just oh, remained the top classic. hat. Yeah. yeah, it's the classics. So we had, I was the top hat. My brother was uh, the thimble because he's always yeah. the thimble. Uh, my dad was the race car, and my mum was the dog. Okay. So unfortunately, that meant that the shoe mold, the wheelbarrow, and the battleship were left unused. Yeah. Um, I think my dad won that um game, mainly because I did a really complicated trade because both I think everyone on the board was in a position where all the properties were bought and no one yeah. had a set, which means in order to get a set, someone has to trade. That is so, really difficult situation to be yeah so obviously me being i feel like i know the most about monopoly in my house so i brought that to the attention of the table and i was like right i need to make a trade here but my issue was is with the properties i'd had because i had no properties barely i had barely any i I didn't pick up many properties at all i was in a position where i would have to trade with more than one player in order to get a full set yeah um adding on to that 
my brother is notorious for not wanting to trade at all. And oh. after the game we had, I don't think he will want to trade again because he's still of the opinion that I screwed him over. Um, but I think it was just where the game was heading anyway. Where did um, you end up? What position? I was last, but not... Uh, I wasn't in the worst position at the time. Basically, my brother had mortgaged all his properties and he had about 20 Monopoly monies left. And I had about three unmortgaged properties, a house on like two of them, and yeah. about 100, 100 um, Monopoly money in hand. But the issue is I landed on a property that my dad had and it was a dark blue with four or three houses on it, Ooh. which means I owed him about uh, like 1,200, which I didn't have. I had about yeah. 700. So that was me bankrupt. Yeah. Um, and then my brother shortly followed. Um, and then in the end, it was just a run out of my mum trying to avoid my dad's properties because my dad basically got everything, unmortgaged everything, bought houses on everything he could. And he basically owned about 80% of the board and my mum didn't have enough money to build houses on hers. And my dad just wasn't landing on my mum's anyway. Like the most but, she was getting each term was like 44 Monopoly money, which in comparison to me landing on 1,200 is not great. Yeah. Um, did they did they start calling your dad Walt Disney? No, they didn't. He owned eighty um, percent of the board. <laughs> well, he owns eighty percent of the world, Walt Disney. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, that's... he would have owned eighty percent of the world. His business yeah. does now. Um, so with Monopoly, this is a question that everyone argues over. Yes. When you go to jail, right? Yeah. When your family play, do you? If some if someone's in jail and they own a property, someone lands on their property, um, I read in the rule book that they don't get paid while they're in jail. But lots of people say, oh, maybe they should get paid. But it's a big argument. Do you think they should get paid or do you think they should not get paid? I went into a heavy depth about the Monopoly rules deliberately yeah. because of the way we used to play it at Lads Night and yeah. also the way my brother wouldn't like to do things. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't how he knew how to do it. And specifically, I looked it up because Monopoly games, everyone thinks it lasts so long, like it lasts days. Like you'll play yeah. it for four hours, four or five hours, which sometimes you do because that's the nature of the game. You might have a lot of players. You might not have many players with full sets or they might not be in a position to get houses, so you're just playing for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, there is a correct way to play it, and if you play it the correct way, it doesn't take that long. And one of the one of the reasons why that happens is because um, there's basically too many ways in which players can get a large amount of income without earning it, and okay. one of and there's also ways in which people should earn money and they're not being rewarded for it, and oh. that's the instance with the jail. Okay. If you are in jail and someone lands on your property, you are meant to collect your rent. Okay. Because I, I didn't know the that. jail, the, if you're in jail, you should collect the rent if someone lands on it. Specifically, yeah. because if if it's got property on it or it's just there and it's not mortgaged, you are owed something. And yeah. jail is actually a strategic place to be in late game, especially if oh. there's a lot of houses on the on the board. So you want to stay in jail, because other players can still land on your properties and you will still receive rent. But you're yeah. not paying rent because you're not landing on anyone else's properties whilst you're stuck in jail. No. But you have you can only stay in there for three terms. Correct. 
and if you if you if you try to roll for double but you don't get it, then you'll pay fifty anyway to get out and then move the amount of squares you rolled on the third attempt of trying to get a double. Yeah. Um, but there's there's plenty there's plenty of reasons why jail is a really strategic spot. Also, it's really strategic to get the um, a, the few properties um after jail. So pink a little bit, orange absolutely is one of the best sets to get. Yellow Wait, and red are also pretty decent. Are you talking about the actual jail well. or the go to jail square? The actual jail. Okay. So it's the it's the squares that happen after jail. So the row as you come out of jail and the yeah. and the, a little bit of the curve after pre parking. Yeah. Those are the best those are the best places to get the set and buy houses because you're you've got a high likelihood to land on those properties simply because the position on the board which you are in the most is always jail because it's one of the only spots on the board in which you can consistently be sent to specifically. Yeah. And what's your and, opinion now you've just mentioned it? What do you do with free parking? This is another thing that I really wanted to bring up. And it's yeah. the same with what I said with um, people earning income that is unearned. So yeah. it just keeps on resetting the game. So it means that you're not punished for landing on properties because you're just getting money for free. So yeah. any money that comes from income tax, so the two income tax spots on the board, or is paid through the community chest or chance cards, they do not go on free parking and anyone who lands on it gets it. They just go straight to the bank. If you land on yeah. free parking, nothing happens. That's what's meant to happen. Okay, just so why did, that, why did it start happening when people just randomly started putting it on free parking? I don't know how it started, but people just did. It's probably because people thought, oh, it's unfair, I keep on landing on income tax, I want to find a way to get the money back. Because they're in a position where, let's say they land on income tax, so they've paid yeah. 200 They're thinking, I've lost that money, how do I get it back? So you'd think free parking is the easiest way to go. The main reason as well why free parking doesn't have that rule is because if you pass go and then land on um, the income tax, you receive 200 for passing go and then you pay it back through the income tax. So you yeah. basically earn nothing. But if the free parking rule is on, then essentially all you're doing is just putting 200 bucks for nothing on free parking for anyone to play and win for. So yeah. it's... It's not a good rule. No. But someone somewhere must have, been, must have just been like, oh, let's create this rule. And then they must have spread it. And then I don't... Mm. Because there are a few people, that, like quite a few people that I know that think that's a rule. Now, I didn't think it was a rule. But they were like, oh, yeah, it mm. is a rule. So someone must have put it into someone's it's, mind. It's not a rule you should play if you want it to... If you want to actually finish the game. Yeah. Because um, otherwise fine... it will go on for ages. Yes. The final rule that I want to bring up with Monopoly is the houses rule. Right. In every box okay. of Monopoly, you have a specific amount of houses. Four. There are not enough houses in your box in order to have four houses on every property, correct? No. No, there's not enough houses. If you want to buy houses and there's none left in the box, you just can't buy them. You can't put a virtual house on. Exactly. You can't yeah. steal it from someone else. You just have to wait until someone sells a house and a house turns up or someone builds a hotel where yeah, they had four they, properties and yeah. the four houses go back into the box. Yeah. You can't ever just build a virtual house. It's, there's no houses to build. There's not well, a demand that, for that, houses. Has that been tried in your family then? Um, it has been sometimes. Um, oh, I've just remembered another rule as well. This is the one that my brother is really controversial about. Okay. If you land on a property and either you do not have the funds to purchase it. Yeah. Or you do not want it. Yeah. 
it still has to be sold. You can't just leave it and no one gets it after that turn. It ah, must be auctioned. That is, that is a rule. I yeah. think that is one of the biggest rules that people argue about. Because mm. um, there's also... I'll get onto this in a minute, but there's also a different rule that I'll talk about. But, um, yeah, I, I thought... Because in the video game, it always says, would you like to auction it? And then you press yes or no. And if you press no, you have to buy it. And, um, yeah. yeah, but also, also there's the other rule that some people play because I saw it in one version of Monopoly but not in another. I think it was because it was a really old version. But anyway, it said that when you do your first lap of the board, you can't buy any properties. I've seen that as well. That's another rule which just makes it go longer. So you should yeah. buy properties just straight off the bat. Yeah. But with the like buying the the um, properties and the uh, what are they called? Um, utilities and train stations. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I I thought it was a rule, but I wasn't too sure. So yeah, we we should play yeah. a game soon. We should. We've missed it cause we used to play a lot, lads. Tonight. Yeah, last um, time we played was like late January, early February. I think it's February. Yeah, so that's a while ago. Yeah. Um. Yeah, with the um with the auction thing, it's another thing is that if you don't have enough funds to buy it, but you could sell your assets. So let's say you could mortgage a property. Yeah. Or you could sell some houses that you've got. Or equally, you could trade with another player and receive money in return. Then you can do that first and then pay the full price for the property. So it's not like, I can't buy it at this current point in time, so I'll have to auction it. You can mortgage your own properties before that, so then you have enough money to pay the full price. Yeah. Um, so that's... Yeah. Also, and there's one also last a thing with thing. trades. Yeah, with tra- um, I was literally about to say the word trades. Yeah. With trades, right... How do you think they should be worked out? Because if someone wants to doesn't want to do a trade, but they want to buy a property off another player, how do you think that should work? Um, the main thing because they I, could auction just, it potentially. I don't think it should go to necessarily like an auction between all the. Well, you could do that theoretically. It's just a trade of whoever gives the best offer to the player. Yeah. So you could do like. Obviously, it's a bit difficult if you're playing an online version. But if you're in person, then I don't see any problem in saying, I'm auctioning this property off. Whoever offers me the most, and I still think it's a good return back, I will trade that for the value you offered me. Yeah. But equally, you could just trade it to whoever you thought is okay and you're happy with it. As long as both parties are happy with the trade, then it can go ahead equally. Like I did when I played Monopoly at Christmas. Um you can do three team, like three player trades, as long as all three of you agree. So, okay. I remember that I had a blue, an orange, and a yellow. Yeah. My dad had a, a two oranges and a yellow. Yeah. And my brother had a yellow and a dark blue, and an orange, I think, okay. or something like that. Basically, we did a three-way trade in which my dad received the blues, I received the oranges, and my brother received the yellows. Yeah. So, we all traded something to two players. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds yeah, because there are a lot of arguments from Monopoly, but people just try to make up their own rules, and it doesn't work sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll be honest. We plan to have this be an episode about our braces experience. Well, my braces and your teeth yeah. and stuff, but. Do you just want to make this be an episode about board games? Because I would we've love about this for to do minutes. an episode of board games. Should we? Do Let's that? roll with it. Let's roll with it. Ah, I like. Good. I like the pun. Roll with it. <laughs> right. Um, um, 
So sticking with board games, have you got anything else to say about Monopoly before we before we commence? Um, hmm. With trades, you can't gift someone something. That's another rule. So no, no matter what, you must trade something and to give something in return. However, it can be as stupid as you trade money for money. So you can give yeah. someone one Monopoly money for a hundred Monopoly money. You can yeah. do that. But you can't say, I'm going to trade my orange property for your zero Monopoly money. You can't do that. Yeah, they have to give you, you at least yeah. something. You shouldn't really gift people money either, should you? It depends what situation you're yeah. in. If you know you're going to be bankrupt and you're working... Like you, this isn't a rule that should be played, to be honest. But if you play it anyway, in which... Let's say you've got four players in the game. You yep. could have two teams of two. Yeah. Right? Right. You could theoretically do a trade with your teammate in order in which you give them all your af- assets, like all your properties, all your, um, like just everything in exchange for one monopoly dollar. Yeah. So that if you do go bankrupt, you're not giving your assets to one of the opponents on the other team. Yeah. Um, that is a concept that I think is intriguing, but then again, you shouldn't play monopoly in teams. It doesn't work. No. Um, because then it's like, what happens when your teammate lands on your property and it has to pay rent? You're gonna let them off of that? That doesn't make sense for you financially. Uh, it, it it doesn't make sense. Plus, also, what happens when one team goes out? You've got two players left on the board. You're just gonna go up against each other. You've uh-huh. helped each other for the, the whole game. Why turn against them now? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Another game that I like is Cluedo, and I know you're. Oh, familiar. I love Cluedo. No, you're familiar. Um, there's a bit of controversy with uh the Cluedo characters in recent years, mm. the past yes, ten years. Definitely. Because uh, Mrs. White was binned off because they said it was a racist name. And mm. they, she was replaced by like a Professor something. Like, named it was after Dr. Orchid. Dr. Dr. Orchid. Orchid, that's it. She was replaced yeah. by Dr. Orchid. And everyone was like, why did you of... Yeah. So um, um, that was a bit. Do you want to know my opinion of it? Yes. First of all, the way the actual story of Cluedo goes, and this is something that they haven't changed, even after changing the white situation to orchid right yeah if if the actual story behind it which you can always see in the rule book is someone's murdered mr black yeah so you've got rid of mr black he's been killed yeah and yet you've left white out but you've had black be in there yeah being killed it doesn't really add up in that sense. If you if you are going to change it for those reasons, I don't see why he's still a character. Although you can't play as him, and although he's not a big influence, like you don't have, a, you you can't say Mr. Black killed Mr. Black. No. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and it's not like there's a game piece of him or anything like that. It's basically just like one sentence in the rule book. I still think if you've got rid of White, it's that concept. However, anyway, I don't like. I I understand why it's been done, and I understand that some people aren't. Well, they're they're aware of it more. Yeah, I understand that, and obviously it's a growing issue in society, racism. Yeah. Um, but equally, I want to think. Change change is something that does have to happen, but is also a bit strange in some situations yeah because there should be a way in which it should happen and it gets unorganized but it it needs to happen but it, it depends on the size the of the right issue way. as well yeah it depends on the size of the issue because personally 
I like the idea of tradition in those games. Yeah. I don't want to play a Cluedo with Dr. Orchid in it, no. knowing that my family are thinking I want to play as the white character because it's who they always do because that's yeah. the tradition of it they grew up with that obviously yeah. times were different then yeah. but I feel like there's bigger issues in the world where you have to change things because there's racial issues I don't think Cluedo was one of those no. which was really necessary to do obviously it's a smart move business wise for Hasbro I think it was yeah. Hasbro that I because it's like buying a new game we've got a new character so people want it allows them it allows them to re-release the game yeah. saying we've got a new character but it also means that you'll see it in the news that Hasbro are thinking more ethically as a business which is it's basically although it's a move which puts Hasbro in a good light like they're they are against racism they're proving themselves that they they want change which is good they should do that yeah however it's also deliberately a business strategy in order to appeal to an audience who are against racism but yeah. also I mean, it gives them an opportunity to release a new game which then if you think about it that way is it the right thing to do to put a racial injustice into profits no. is it right to do that as a business no so then then that's when you get a conflict between it because i don't so, think because that would be as bad as like them starting selling Black Lives Matter merchandise in like toy shops. Exactly. Again, it's obviously it's sometimes obviously it, you always argue, oh, it's different. Yeah. And I think a Black Lives Matter protest merchandise, whatever, if it's a banner, if it's a shirt, if it's That's face fair mask, because they I'm do those. They're trying because this is a product aimed at a family audience. Yeah. So it would be in like toy shops and things like that. I do think I do think when it's aimed at a family audience, it does make sense to change it for that racial injustice still. Yeah. Because you don't want to bring up someone with those ideas. But equally, having changed it, if obviously if you're younger, it's not as much of an issue. But let's say you're like young teens and you're starting to get aware of the issue with racism in the world. Yeah. If it's changed then you're going to ask your parents, why has it changed? Why have we got rid of them? And then you'll bring up the issue with, oh, the character was called Mr. White or whatever. And that's the issue with it. Or is it Miss... I don't know. It was just, All I know is it was White. It was Miss White. Um, yeah. Miss White. So then you're, get, you're, you're proving them that that's the reason to do. Like yeah. the reason why that happened. And then the issue with that is you're giving them the idea and the impression that, although true, there is a racial injustice in the world. Yeah. Which, is that always the right decision to do to a young, to give to a young person at that point in time? Because then they're going to be more aware of it. But the issue is, is not only does it mean that those children can fight against it, but it also means there's a small proportion who become more aware of it, look into it more, and potentially gain an opposing thought of that. And then they'll think, I didn't want it to change. Why do they have to change everything? I'm, I'm not a fan of all of this. I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd screw all this anti-racism. Like, just yeah. have it be the way it is. Which, although people will always think like that, it's, is it what we want? So but, you're not only increasing people that are more aware in that sense, you're also slightly increasing the people that are yeah. against it. Let me give you an example of something that's like changed for the better, in my opinion. In um, The Simpsons, the TV show, now mm-hmm. every uh, black character is now voiced by a black voice actor from this year. Yes. So that is a good change because 
the characters aren't like changing color or anything. They're not like saying, "Oh, we'll change their color or anything," like they did in Cluedo. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're literally making it more like representative. So that's a good change. Whereas I Cluedo think is a bit that's that's a good change for the in-house reasons. Um, I feel like not only is it good because it is accurate it's representing the ethnic minority backgrounds better in that sense yeah um and obviously it's not it obviously i don't know how to put this but gimmicking of ethnic minorities is becoming a bigger thing and a bigger part of the fight with racism that's becoming more aware because yeah. movies that included scenes of blackface things like that they're getting removed from streaming sites yeah. which Again, brings up the issue, and especially with older generations, that oh, it's the tradition. We watch those films; they were funny then, and they're not. They weren't intended to have that racist meaning behind them. That, so yeah. why get rid of there them? There was one and that I was I annoyed do... about that was removed, but then it was put back on. And I was it. What was it? It was uh, the. Um, it was an episode of Forty Towers. Oh, okay. And it wasn't about racism. Is in like black to white or white to black it was racism to germans because it was the episode where um mm. uh, mr faulty just goes uh he, he bangs his head he's in hospital and he's like oh, don't mention the war and obviously it's like uh, only like 20 years after world war Two, and it was it was quite funny but um he did do at the end like the hitler march and things like that so that was a bit yeah. questionable so mm. i i don't know if the whole episode should have been removed i feel like they could have edited it yes but, yeah. Well, I know another series that was taken down, and I don't think it's been put back up yet. Um, and I think it was because there was elements of blackface in it, but it was Come Fly With Me. Oh, and okay. I think it was because, specifically, I want to say it was... Um, uh, who was... Was it Matt Lucas who did it? Was it David Williams? I don't know. It was one of the two. I think, no, it was whoever played um, one of the um, baggage carriers. He was the one that was really into movies, like Avatar and stuff. I remember there was a scene in which he gave um, Rupert Grint a script saying, okay. can you pass it on to Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. basically, Matt Lucas, if you know, is quite pasty white. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah. Like, and he's got an he wore... Yeah, I wouldn't say he wore very, like heavy black face makeup but it was considerably tanned to a point of it's like mixed background look and he he portrayed a character that was from pakistan i think okay so it's that issue it's it's not your ethnicity you've made yourself that yeah and that i think the reason why it's so bad is not because of the humour that's been put into playing that character in those um, in those series. I think it's the history of what blackface was even before that, where people would turn up to parties, put ash, like black face paint, all over them yeah. as a joke character. That's the issue of the heritage behind it. I don't think... If that didn't exist, I don't think a film like Come Fly With Me would have been taken down for blackface because of... A, a character wearing makeup to be of a different ethnic background. No. I don't think it would be taken down from that. It's the history of what it was before. Yeah. 
So what do you think of the statement? There's always this statement around, you cannot be racist to a white person. What do you think um, of that statement? Obviously, that's I don't not like that's, that statement. That is I think not it's... my words, but that is a statement. I think it's untrue. Um, obviously, it's a little, it's a different kind of boat because, yeah. especially in the UK, it is predominantly white, it's predominantly Christian, it's predominantly heterosexual, as I think almost every country is. Um, heterosexual, that is not not all predominantly white. Um, yeah, but it's. It's, uh, it's it's annoying because it's a different it is a different boat. So yeah, it's not the same situation for a white person than a black person because the black like or as someone of ethnic minority background at all. Because if you are of an ethnic minority background in the UK, which is predominantly white, yeah. you're gonna be not always, but you're gonna be at a much higher chance of being discriminated against because of that. You're gonna be a much higher risk of going to prison. We've seen that in... There's loads of statistics of that. If you scale things up, it's absolutely that. Um, injustices from the police is yeah. from that. Um, the court sentences are usually a little bit longer for the same sentence, that yeah. kind of thing, or similar sentences. It's all dependent on the way things happened, like aggressive like misconduct, whatever, all of that. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason why it's tough to say there can't be racist for someone who's white, although I believe it's untrue, it's tough to really express that because they're not the one, like white people at the moment and throughout all of history really, have not been the ones that have been suffering of the oppression no. of racism. They've been like the more empowered because even if you look at the historical things, you see white Romans, you see white ancient Egyptians, you see, like, mm. you see all these paintings and all the powerful people all painted to be white and I believe there's, there probably was a lot of powerful black people but why weren't they represented that was probably the question yeah so going back to the idea of you can't be there's no, no, no racism towards white people that's not true because equally you, it, it's being called racist you don't you don't you don't you're not you're not a racist or actually sorry let me rephrase that you're not being oppressed by racism no so you're not you're not being affected by it if you're not in the thick of it if you know what i mean so yeah. it's it's tough to say there's no racism for white people because you're still a person and there's still things that can be prejudiced against you it may be not it maybe it's less racism it's other things that you're being oppressed by so Let's say you're um, uh, what's the word for it? It's um, against um, homosexuality. It's um, homophobic. Homopho homophobic, yeah. yeah. In that, is in that sense, you're basically just separating the characteristic that affects that oppression. So rather than having someone who is a majority ethnic background, so white in the UK, as opposed to a minority ethnic, let's say a African American, yeah. let's say. Obviously, that doesn't make sense, but maybe for the US that makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, you're just changing the personality pool if you make it... Uh, <coughs> sorry. If you make it for homophobic. Yeah. Because then, rather than the ethnic minority background, instead now you've changed it to people who are homosexual or something else, whatever they want to be, 
against yeah. someone who's actually heterosexual because the heterosexual is the majority. It doesn't also necessarily mean that if you're in that homophobic pool, you're being oppressed solely by the heterosexual people. That's no. not always true. Um, but it's just changing the character pool. So it doesn't like if you're white, you could be homo- homosexual, and then you've got the homophobic issue, not yeah. the racism issue. So racism for white people isn't. I've sort of said it is something that I don't agree with the idea that it doesn't exist. But equally, it's not at the level in which it makes sense to say that it's true. Yeah. Because it's with racism, it is the issue with whatever is in the minority. Yeah. So if you if you go back to the homophobic situation, if the majority of people were homophobic, is there going to be oppression against people who are heterosexual? Or if there's a predominantly... Um, ethnic minority background in a country are you going to oppress the people that are white instead because that happened in south africa because south africa was the um south africa was predominantly black yeah um as it probably should be this african nation um and then colonialism occurred um rich white people from europe landed in south africa started making farms yeah there wasn't much slavery in that sense. There, there was, I'm pretty sure, in South Africa, but it wasn't bad. It was. It's not like what we saw in Americas. No. Um, but then the issue was is that slavery died down. It wasn't as much a thing. But then the the, ori- the original people from South Africa, the black, or the black na- the black natives, yeah, started owning their own fa- their own farms. Yeah. Started becoming larger in terms of their farm size in terms of the population again and then there was oppression against the minority which in this case was the white people yeah the white people that were the owners of the farms in south africa from the colonialization from europe were pushed out so is that racism against the people that were white in south africa potentially yes and maybe it's justified yeah i don't want to say racism is justified but it wasn't their land to begin with um but they should have been. But that's human expansion. In, like a little bit, at least. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's, it's all yeah. down to aggression and tradition. Why can't people just get? I on? think this big issue. That's just. Yeah, yeah. I wish it could. That would be nice. Should we? Should... I'm gonna have to change the name of this episode. It's gonna be board games and racism. <laughs> should we um talk about board games some more? Uh yeah, we've talked a lot about racism. I think we've both expressed our feelings of. Yeah. Uh oppression of that level um yeah yeah i want to bring up scrabble actually oh. scrabble is a very interesting game i do like scrabble. one that my dad also always wins um he sounds like a very good games man i feel like he's lucky sometimes but but like monopoly i feel like is a game of luck it depends on it how is. well you start yeah. in terms of the I'll, I'll challenge you i'll challenge your dad to a game of something yes obviously in monopoly it's a game of tactics in terms of making the right decisions so that's why you can get professional monopoly because as long as you consistently make the right decisions like you're choosing the right properties to make houses on you're putting the houses on them at the right time yeah then you can increase your chances of winning but it doesn't always necessarily mean that you're in a favorable position to win because someone might have had luck as they as at the start of the board and they might have doubled the amount of properties as you that's true they might have doubled the amount of money as you they might have a set like they might have two sets, and although those are the only properties you have, they have you might have a jumbled mix of of, pro- of um, property sets, so you can't build any houses, and they're off with all their money and their two sets yeah. making properties, and you can't do anything, 
So it's a game of luck in that sense, but you can have tactics towards it. Whereas Scrabble is not like that. And my dad is still good at that, well, mainly it is because a he knows tiny a dictionary, bit basically. Of, it's luck and skill, because it depends what letters you get. Yeah, it's in that way, it's similar to Monopoly. It depends on the letters you get, but also you need to be dynamic enough and knowledgeable enough to know what to do with them. Yeah. And one more thing that is sort of a tactical basis is what positions on the board are you going to get your best word from or set you up best for your next turn? Yeah. Is there a good spot on the board where you can hit a triple word score or a triple letter score yeah. or a double word and score? And vowels are neatly is there... placed like, strategically as well. Yeah. Is there is there a branch off of a bunch of words which is good for you to use in order to get a word down or is it going to mean that you're going to have to put in a bad word for your next turn because there's not a lot of space? Yeah. So you've got to consider that. Is it better to sacrifice a few points by putting a different word on the board because it gives you more options for your next turn to earn those points sacrificed back? Yeah. Um, um, obviously, yeah. me being not very good at Scrabble, I don't think about that. I just put the word down, yeah. even if I find a very bad word. I'm so I'll have like a four-letter word. Either, but I try. I try. <laughs> Because what we're going to do... I feel like we're going to do it this evening. We're going to play what's called Festive Scrabble. Oh, what's that? Which, um, It's not necessarily like a festive board or something like that. Um, But we're doing the rule that if you put down a festive word like merry or holly right. or present or something like that, you'll get double points. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I feel like you could change it a lot to make it more like a party game. So rather than having... um double word scores or triple word scores or something you can put like a sticker over it and then whatever stick you land on could represent something like have a shot or eat a mince pie yeah you can choose someone else to do that or something i don't know it's you could you can change it up you can make scrabble a party game no one ever thought scrabble could be a party game i've just made it a party game that is a good wow i'm a genius there's a game i'd like to bring up now okay which has another controversial bit (laughs) that we can talk about okay um Bingo. I, Ooh, I, I bingo. love a good game of bingo, and there's tons oh, of great phrases. Yeah. But the one phrase... I know the controversy here. That, um, people, some people are offended by is Two Fat Ladies 88. Yes. Firstly, I don't know how that was created. Well, probably you'd probably just look um, at them. It's because the shape of the letter 8, it's like... The circle at the top is the head, and then the circle at the bottom is bigger, and it's like a nice round belly, isn't it? Yeah, and why did they choose ladies? Um, I don't know. It just, I don't, it's probably just easy to. There's probably something. I think it, it might be because a la- like ladies eighty a like it's like got an a sound I feel, maybe. No, I think it's more. I think more because I don't think it was made. I don't think that phrase was made because of. Um, the issues of fat shaming um, no. <laughs> but I feel like it's an issue now which has to be changed because I feel like fat shaming in women is more of an issue Yeah, I don't know why it's just just slightly but I think that's because and this is something we've we actually seen in media studies with the titanium video if you can remember there was the two joggers Yeah, it was the social stereotypes of women and how they're objectified in western culture Yeah, so Van Zunen's theory, if you really want to look into <laughs> yes. it. Um, it's 
I think it was put in there because obviously they want to exercise because they weren't in good they weren't in good shape. They weren't skinny women in that no. titanium video. So they were seen jogging because they're more aware of their image and they want to look prettier in order to appeal to men which objectifies them. Yeah. So it's a social construction of Whereas you don't see that as much with men in representation. You just see, yeah. you, see you see some like uh, some overweight men, and they don't really like feel like they need to lose weight, and they're just there. Yeah, don't know I feel like that eighty-eight, but two fat ladies, eighty-eight, wasn't made because of that Western objectification, but I think it was. It's an issue now more than ever because of that. It's similar to the issues with. Um, what I brought up earlier with blackface, it's like having blackface in a TV series now or a few years ago, it wasn't an issue itself, but it was the tradition behind it yeah. that was the issue. Yeah. It's similar in that kind of sense. If if it was two fat ladies, 88, and or if it's just two fat people, really, I don't think it would be as much of an issue if it wasn't so hitting close to home with the feminism strength behind it and the objectification issues with western culture behind it it's the meanings behind it that make it the issue rather than the issue being really oppressing or really offensive it is a little bit by that sense um again with the blackface idea why not cast an actor to play as their normal role because then you represent that ethnicity more accurately and more um more realistically and i don't know how to put it like correctly yeah that's that's how it should be obviously the example of come fly with me is a bit different because the whole idea of that is that only two actors played every role yeah um but it's still is it the right decision to do so it is really the meanings behind things i've, I've now got a list actually is. of bingo call outs on my phone of the like the oh, okay. normal ones and they all look quite normal like you've got uh this bit out of date says cameron's den but it'll be boris's den number 10 okay and then like uh uh 22 two little ducks oh what 28 overweight yeah Mm, that's uh legs 11 yeah legs naughty 40 (laughs) (laughs) that just rhymes that's fine uh, or maybe there's some maybe there's some be- meaning behind being forty years wait, old. And was she worth it? Fifty six. What? Um, Make them wait fifty eight. Turn the screw sixty two. Yeah, there, there's there's some strange bingo callouts, but I think similarly to the issues with tradition versus oppression. So the issue with racism coming up now from older TV series kind of thing. I feel like older generations, because it's the tradition of what they grew up with and they know that the intentions in which they were made were not made to oppress the characters that they were depicting. Yeah. I feel like they are the ones that are most against the change of all of this. And... Although I don't think it means that they're racist, it implies to younger generations that they are not within the change in which they are not helping the issue with the real oppression in the world, which is the oppression of ethnic minorities yeah. on the streets, for example. It's, it's, yeah, it's, like... it's that kind of thing. So it's not necessarily saying that the older generations are racist from that. No. It's 
They're not within the change because it's not what they know. It's like the Harry Potter argument. Have you, you, mm. have you heard of that? Rings a bell. Rings a bell. Um, I can't remember the exact In one of the details. books, allegedly, I don't know if this is a fact, but there's a line that says uh, Hermione in a pasty white skin or something. Right? Yeah. And then in The Cursed Child, the play, it was uh, Hermione was described as a black character, which, so, and J.K. Rowling mm, said she'd yeah. not specified her race before, and then people picked up on this, like, pasty white line, and they were commenting and saying all this stuff. I didn't really mind, but, because um, I thought it was, like, good representation. There wasn't, because in Harry Potter, there's not really much diversity, is there? I feel like that's an issue with the casting of the film, and I think the main issue with all of this is the films took away from the meaning of the book. Yeah. And I think that's purely an issue because the book was made specifically because whenever you're an author and you create a character, you have no obligation to describe them in full detail. It's whatever you write about. So you can make a protagonist and you you don't have to specify their race, their background. You don't have to do that. But the issue is once you make a visual version, so whether it's a front cover yeah. um, of the book itself or illustrations inside of it, or to the highest level of the most popular books, potentially TV series or films, yeah. that's when it becomes more of an issue with what would people expect to see they like rather than what should they? be seen. So this issue with the Hermione character is... It's interesting because J.K. Rowling did the right thing when writing the books to not specify. Because then it's whatever the reader wants. A book should be whatever the reader wants. I also think this is the same with music. The meaning behind a a song, equally, is is an artist making a song. You can be inspired by something that you want to make your song about. But there's no obligation to say what it is explicitly. It can mean something different You don't have to describe what's going on. So, really, a song in my opinion, is whatever meaning you think it should be. Yeah. And that's the same with books, in the sense of, you want to think Hermione is a black person or a white person? You can choose, or anything in between. It doesn't matter. She could be... She could be... I don't know. She could be anything, really. Like, she could be a penguin. Like, (laughs) it it doesn't matter. Yeah. But when you create it into visuals, this is when it becomes an issue, and that's why the racial oppression is bigger in the tv industry obviously because it's not like you're explicitly showing someone's ethnic background in a book but it's the tv series now that are being taken down because there's scenes of blackface it's that kind of thing because it's obvious so it's it is an issue within the directing of the harry potter films for that sense of are you going to depict characters in a way which people might not expect having read the book Maybe if the line pasty white or whether she's black in that is in the books at all, as a director, are you going to make the right decision or make make a decision which can positively represent diversity, especially in main characters? Or are you going to cast uh, an actress or an actor who... Well, it's both actor now, isn't it? They changed it. Yeah. Again, oppression, it's, it's the same role, you should be paid the same, that's also another yeah. thing. Um, but it's, it is mainly just whatever you expect to see, having read the books, 
and you cast um the film are you gonna part are you gonna cast emma watson to play hermione granger mm. or are you going to choose to cast someone who represents the diversity more it's really dependent on what you expect from reading the book because most people having read the books whether they noticed either of the lines of pasty white or black or whatever whether they're in there or not i don't know if no, they are, i don't know either but is is someone after reading it going to watch a film and expect hermione to be white or expect her to be black yeah that's that's where the consideration needs to be made and i think that's the reason one of the reasons why hermione was cast as a white character but it's i think again it's just the timing of when things were made the expectations there's also harry potter films are not new films there's also something else i'd like to bring up because i'm aware of time but um there's also something else i'd like to bring up quickly before um my item of the week which is uh we've talked about all these different representations and one of the biggest things that i thought was really bad was the response to the all-female ghostbusters that was i think i think it's controversial because again it's it's an issue between tradition and what's expected because the tradition is is that the first film it was all male yeah and now it's all female which in some cases you might say well, that's fair then, because then we get to see differences. a film yeah. where it's the complete opposite, which is good, because then it means rather than making a film... Well, it's basically, in a sense, creating justice from what was wrong. There wasn't a single female in that cast before. Well, there's a secretary. But they, they even made the them secretary, a secretary I mean, a protagonist. Uh, all female ones, so... Yeah. yeah. But it, it's, it's sort of... Right, so we've got an all-male version yeah. of it. Let's make an all-female version of it, which is good. Um, but equally, you're going back to the conflicts with tradition, and this is where... It's like Doctor Who, isn't the, it? I'll just the conflict goes well. back and forth. Yeah. It's Yeah. So it's it's an issue with... It's the tradition that all the Ghostbusters were men from when it first came out. So do you have to make a female version of the Ghostbusters in order to appeal to that movement or is it a better idea to make something completely different entirely yeah because they've kind of ignored the film completely it. now and they're making ghostbusters 3 and i don't know if that's yeah. the right thing to do but um and what i was going to say is um an interesting fact when the film was first announced 2016 female ghostbusters uh someone commented on social media saying ain't no bitches gonna hunt no ghosts and they included that line in the film i think to hit back at them <laughs> Well, fair enough. Yeah, that's a script. Good on yeah. them. <laughs> bit, bit of back chat. I like it. Uh, I think that's. I think directors should do that more. To be yeah, fair. so I thought that was um, quite, quite funny. Having a little nip at them. Uh, yeah. I, 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 in my opinion, I think rather than focusing on the issues of the past, obviously there are examples where it is offensive. So, the joking of blackface from before is offensive. Whereas I don't see Matt Lucas playing a mixed ethnic background character in Come Fly With Me offensive but it's the traditions behind that so that's why it's justified to get rid of I feel like rather than getting rid of it and changing it all together I feel like the better option is to separate it from its tradition and create something new where that isn't a consideration Yeah. so the, the, the way to do that is you make a new Come Fly With Me but 
you don't have Matt Lucas playing a character that isn't white. No, you have a character, you have a black character playing that character that has like a similar personality to Matt Lucas if you want to keep that personality in there. The issue with this as well is that things are already released. We can't just make new things to replace them and forget everything that's already happened because that's going to take too long and it's going to mean its entire generations go past before everything that is really seen in the media or in the world at all really in society is correct by that means yeah yeah and obviously old clips like the old that comes with me that's now gone are you still going to be able to see that and then is it still a participating factor in the media well it will still afterwards? be so circul- is it still an is issue? it still being sold on dvd like in hmv and stuff on amazon i'm sh- i'm sure you can still get it in places like HMV, but I know you can't get it on Netflix now. Yeah, but Netflix yeah. have t- taken a few BBC stuff off because I think BBC aren't paying. No, they're not yeah. paying the BBC as much now, so the BBC aren't giving them as much content. So that's just a payment. Yeah. Thing. I think as a as a white person living in the UK, I am of a position where I think I would rather look into what it is itself than the meanings behind something yeah. that's why I enjoy and I enjoyed watching the Come Fly With Me series yeah. and although I understand the justifications of it being taken down and I understand people's um, complaints towards yeah. it because of the traditions of something like blackface yeah, I would rather see it stay up or a new version be made yeah. where you cast the correct ethnic background characters yeah. because then rather than erasing your issues but then they're still in the back of people's minds you're creating something in which you can continue the legacy of something so the older generations can still appreciate it Yeah, but you're also correcting things to make them more accurate for the newer generations you're making things appreciative for the future yeah i think you're very right should we leave that there for now we've gone into a lot of depth and we've talked a lot about opinions and what's this episode going to be called i'll call it board games and racism because it's yeah it's or i'll call it like board games and social impact social oppression Yeah. yeah or something like that because we have talked about two very different topics in a lot they of seem depth. to be very interlinked. It took an hour of this episode. Yeah. Wow. So, um, my item of the week is. Oh yes, item of the week. Let's move straight on. Item of the week is something I would not usually bring to the table, but oh, I am going to because it's a very good version of an object. So, okay. when I say a thing, the thing is a book. Oh, okay. Right. And like I said, I'm a big fan of Doctor Who, as you know. And yes. this book is called The Monster Vault, and it's very visual as well. And it's got uh, alphabetical order, and it's every monster that's been in Doctor Who alphabetically. And it's got descriptions. It's got, nice. And I just I got it for Christmas. I think the retail price is like twenty pounds because it's like a very thick book. But um, it I really really like it because. Uh, sometimes if you just feel a bit tired you might just want to flick through the pictures and say oh I remember that or 
them read small sections but yeah so that is what i'm bringing to the table that's very similar to a book that i have which is um every single vehicle in star wars oh. so you have the tiny like pod yeah. racers all the way up to like the massive millennium falcon actually there's much bigger things than millennium falcon actually you've got like star destroyers and death stars yeah. probably one of the biggest things um so it's got everything in there my favorite um vehicle though from star wars has to be an x-wing the traditional one not um not the version that poe's got poe dameron because he's got one which has got two engines basically when the wings are together of an x-wing so when it's like a straight line it creates two circles and they split off and you get like four semicircles whereas the traditional x-wing the one that um the, yeah, the traditional ones, the ones that rather than having the black and orange color scheme, which Poe's Poe has, it's more of the white and burgundy red one. Yeah. They've actually got four engines. They've got two, like each side, so it's like four jets on that. I like that yeah. one. I like that look, and I like the color scheme of it. I'd love a Lego set yeah. for that. Um, but where so am I going to open your like a, Doctor if I Who? Open the book? page here, so like I just opened on D Dalek. It shows you the different versions of the Dalek. There's facts. There's even Davros there, you know. Nice. Kind of nice. Yeah. I like good informative books yeah. like that. Um, I quite like it. I quite like it. Um, I'm not a huge Doctor Who fan myself. I don't recall ever watching a full episode. Yes. And to be honest, I don't think I've ever watched an episode which I haven't like also been on my phone. Okay. And it's also not something that my family would really watch yeah. either. But take in consideration um, me. <laughs> but take into consideration how much you like Doctor Who and also how much I like my Star Wars book which I can relate yeah. to um, I'm going to put this in the second tier the pretty Ooh, good I'm tier happy with that. so a very strong very strong not the best because I can't yeah. directly relate to Doctor yeah. Who it was like me but... and the Rebels yeah exactly but at the same time I think I love books yeah. like that. I love the informative nature yeah. of it. And I love having like a full encyclopedia of a really good TV series or film series. So, yeah, absolutely. That's in the pretty good tip. Yes, I'm very happy with that. Ooh. Yeah, good result. Um, oh, God, we're over an hour in now. <laughs> um, I think that's all we've got time for, Stuart. Oh, but I wanted to listen to more. Make sure to check us out on Instagram, the Shemin Podcast. We'll have sneak previews, polls now and again. We, we, we need to think of something to put on as a poll. Uh, you did win Oh, so to, the, this, your, this week's poll is, is going to be, um, would you still watch Come Fly With Me? Okay. That is this Actually, week's poll. I'll put on, would you... I'll, I'll put on it. Considering Come Fly With Me was taken down because of scenes of blackface... Would you prefer to see um, a remake made where yeah. correct ethnic background characters were cast? Or would you yeah. prefer Come Fly With Me to just be put back up again, like the original? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have that as a poll. Um, yeah. I'm really intrigued to see the results of that. Uh, also, yeah, you can I listen to our product. podcast on a multitude of platforms, but you can find every single link on anchor.fm. Uh, link to Ash Me and Sue podcast on Anchor FM is at the bottom of our Instagram account, so you can find that there as well. So you might as well go on there. Uh, but we are on Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, iTunes. I still don't know if Google Podcasts is working yet, but you can. I know there's, there's a link that works if you use a direct link, but I'm not sure if you can use the search bar yet still. Um, 
think it's called Radiocast. There's so many, so many sites you can listen to us on. Um, but the easiest one is Anchor or Spotify, so just use those. Uh, really, this <laughs> is the easiest option for me to tell you. Um, but yeah, that's all for today's episode. Uh, I've been Shmeed. I've been Stu. Goodbye. Goodbye.